0: Hello and welcome to What I've Learned This Week with Miss Hurst, a podcast to help you practice listening and debating in English. Every week I share with you a story, a fun fact or some trivia that I've learned this week and then I ask you to join the debate, leave a comment and get involved with the discussion that this story leads us to. So let's get started. Last week in the news, I came across an interesting article about the Titanic. This famous ship that was deemed unsinkable, which crashed into an iceberg on April 15th, 1912, just five days into its voyage. So why was the Titanic in the news last week? On May 18th, An underwater salvage company was granted permission to cut into the wreckage of the Titanic in order to recover a Marconi telegraph, or a radio transmitter, which was used to transmit distress signals after the ship hit the iceberg. So perhaps by recovering this radio transmitter, we can finally make sense of the Titanic's final moments. This salvage operation is due to go ahead this summer, so keep your eyes peeled for what happens next. Even though the Titanic was deemed to be unsinkable, only 706 out of 2,223 passengers and crew members survived. Why did so many people die? Why was the death toll so high? For two reasons. Firstly, the ship was not equipped with enough lifeboats to save all the passengers aboard. And secondly, because when the ship did start to sink, not every lifeboat was filled to capacity. This led me to discover the story of lifeboat number one, which was branded the money boat, or the millionaire's boat. So why was the first lifeboat that fled the sinking ship the Titanic nicknamed the Money Boat? On the first night when the Titanic started to sink, a wealthy first-class couple aboard, Lady Duff Gordon and her husband Sir Cosmo, approached First Officer William McMaster McDock. Who was supervising the loading of the emergency lifeboat number one? Sir Cosmo asked if he and his wife could get in, and Murdoch replied that he would be glad if they would. A few minutes later, at about 110 a.m., lifeboat number one was lowered, containing only Lady Duff Gordon, her husband Sir Cosmo, three other passengers and seven crew members, making a total of just 12 people in a boat capable of carrying 40 people. But why were there so few passengers aboard this lifeboat? Well, after it became evident that the Titanic was genuinely sinking, leading fireman Charles Hendrickson aboard the lifeboat number one asked those in the lifeboat whether they ought to go back to help the people who had jumped from the sinking ship and were now swimming in the water. But Lady Duff Gordon warned they might be swamped by people trying to get on board, which would make their lifeboat sink too. Several of the men aboard agreed that it would be too dangerous to go back. And Hendrickson, the fireman, was persuaded by another wealthy passenger that they head for a light that could be seen in the distance. So the 12 survivors set off while hundreds more were left dying in the water. As they tried to reach safety, it is said that one of the firemen on board complained to Cosmo Duff Gordon that they had lost all their belongings, their jobs. They would never be paid if the ship sank and so Cosmo Duff Gordon promised to pay the seven crew members on the lifeboat a month's pay. He claimed it was a tip to help them after losing their jobs along with the ship. However, when they made it back to Britain, the five first-class passengers who escaped on lifeboat number one Were accused of bribing the crew in their lifeboat not to row back and save more people and notably Sir Cosmo was accused of paying the crew not to go back and save others. The government carried out an official inquiry. Had Sir Cosmo bribed the crew aboard the lifeboat to secure his escape from the Titanic? Had the money he gave them been a bribe not to row back and rescue other drowning passengers? The government's inquiry found Sir Cosmo and his wife innocent. Nevertheless, for a long time after the disaster, the couple were treated as heartless bribing cowards. In reality, however, lifeboat number one, or the money boat, wasn't the only lifeboat to leave the ship with too few people aboard. The lifeboats were filled according to class. First class passengers were first invited to board the lifeboats but many first class passengers didn't truly believe that the famously unsinkable Titanic was actually going to sink so they refused to get on the lifeboats. Some of the passengers who did board the lifeboats did so thinking they would soon return to the ship once the problem had been fixed. However, once the passengers realised the ship was actually sinking, why didn't the underfilled lifeboats return to rescue more people? Cosmo and Lady Duff Gordon became the public target of this question. Was it really too dangerous to return and run the risk of having the lifeboat sink under the weight of people helplessly trying to get aboard? What do you think? Is this a story of heartless self-preservation or the result of a pragmatic survival instinct? Let me know by leaving a comment and joining the debates. Jonze students can also send me an email. Have a nice week!